2: Week two takes the Bengals on the road to Dallas to take on the Cowboys at Jerry World. We're going to talk with Marcus Mosher from Locked On Cowboys for this week's Crossover Thursday.
3: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your locked. team every locked day.
1: Locked On. Locked. locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Locked On Cowboys.
2: It's Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm one of the hosts of the Locked On Bengals podcast, Jake Lisco, joined by James Rapine, another host of Locked On Bengals, and Marcus Mosher from Locked On Cowboys. We're going to break down the biggest stories and key matchups in the Bengals-Cowboys contest this week. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you coverage of your team every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And Crossover Thursday is presented by our friends, At Prize Picks, it's so much fun and so easy to play, which is my personal favorite part. No competing with other players; just you against the projections available. You'll pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, and you'll win up to ten times your money on your entry. And you can get those entries in in less than sixty seconds. It's just so easy. We love Prize Picks. We know you well too. First time users can get a one hundred percent deposit bonus up to one hundred dollars with promo code Locked On. Again. That's prize picks and promo code locked on. Marcus, let's get started with the biggest story for the Dallas Cowboys. I think we all know what it is. It's that Micah Parsons is obviously going to be the defensive player of the year, isn't that right?
1: <laughs> I mean, you're you are absolutely right. He probably is, <laughs> but uh no, that's not the biggest story for Dallas. Unfortunately, I wish it was. Dak Prescott, not gonna play in this game due to a fractured thumb. Kind of a big deal, because their backup quarterback is Cooper Rush, who is not great. Uh, it's 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 going to be really tough for this one for the Cowboys to to find ways to to move the ball in offense with an already depleted wide receiver core, a depleted offensive line, and oh yeah, now you've got a backup quarterback making his second start ever.
0: Well, Zach Taylor was really complimentary of Cooper Rush, so he said, Good. "Oh, he's been in the system, and great. he threw the the touchdown to Amari Cooper last year against the Vikings or someone," and so. I don't know. Zach Taylor thinks he's he's at least competent. So is, is it as bad as because
1: – yeah, Zach no, Taylor is no. a very kind man because that <laughs> <He is>. probably <laughs> took a lot to say. Uh, but it's, it, it's true. Cooper Rush did play the Vikings last year on Sunday Night Football at Minnesota, and they won that game. Now, I think the stats are a little bit inflated for what he did, but he was throwing the ball to Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, and Amari Cooper. He doesn't have all those guys. Plus, the offensive line wasn't as good. Cooper Rush is going to have to play the best game of his career or in order for the Cowboys just to have a chance in this one.
2: Is Cooper Rush better or worse than Mitchell Trubisky? Or, further, is he better or worse than the version of Dak Prescott that played against the Bucks? Because, let's be honest, neither franchise quarterback played tr- a tremendous game in, in Week 1.
1: Yeah, I mean... My goodness, I think that might have been the worst game I've ever seen Dak play. Just wasn't confident, wasn't trusting his reads. The receivers weren't getting all that open either, but no, he didn't play very well. As for Mitch Trubisky, I mean, probably not, but the fact that we could even ask that question, Jake, is uh, pretty damning, I think, for Trubisky, right?
0: Yeah, it is. (laughs) It is. Uh, Along with the big story, and I, I watched Sunday night, and I do happen to have CeeDee Lamb on my fantasy team. And uh, I'm not loving his stock right now. But I wasn't loving his stock even before Dak went down. W- what What's going on with him? Do you, do you think he's he's a true number one? Or should I be bracing myself, especially that now that Cooper Rush is going to be throwing him the ball?
1: Well, I, I do think CeeDee Lamb is a true number one receiver. And I think the Cowboys were going to get him a ton of touches and targets this year. But without Dak, the quality of those targets is just going to be really low, right? And I just have a hard time believing the Cowboys are going to be able to sustain drives. So, yeah, it's he's going to have to work so hard to get to, like, 7 for 70 every week. So I don't doubt the player at all. Situation's yeah. really, really tough for the next few weeks, but we'll see. Uh, Jake, I want to ask you about the the biggest storyline for the, the Bengals this week. Is it... Is it just trying to bounce back up to that ugly week one loss that all three of us haven't got over yet?
2: I think that's a big part of it. We'll see if James disagrees (laughs) with me here or not. The offense certainly needs to get back on track. And I think for me, that starts with Joe Burrow for the most part, and also a little bit in terms of game planning and some of the offensive design issues that we've talked about on lockdown Bengals this week. You talked about Dak Prescott playing perhaps his worst game that you've seen Joe Burrow, maybe it wasn't his worst game as a pro, but it was his worst half for sure. And a lot of low lights. If you're looking for Joe Burrow career low lights, you're going to find a couple of them on some of the interceptions in that game against Pittsburgh. So Joe Burrow bouncing back and playing more like he did in the second half playing like he did on the reps where the processing looked good and was efficient. And he got the ball out to the correct target in a timely fashion, instead of being late or worse late and behind, which he was on two of his interceptions then you'll feel a lot better about the Bengals offense this year. A couple of other stories that I'm watching are the Bengals under center offense design. Uh, we talked about this a lot on lockdown Bengals as well, but 16 out of 18 under center plays for the Bengals against the Steelers were running plays. The Steelers started fast fitting and, and really selling mm-hmm. out to stop those running plays based on alignment in the second quarter. And, and the counter punch was too infrequent, I think, for the Bengals. So, Getting those tendency breakers in there, finding those chunk plays from under center in the play action game is something that I'm really looking for if they choose to emphasize under center this week again with 20% of their plays under center. James, is there anything that I'm missing there that's big for you? I mean, offensive line, I guess, could could be one that we could talk about after seven week one
0: sacks. Sure, it goes into that, and I think it's everything. I think it's the how. Look, the Bengals are favored in this game. And, and we can give our predictions later, but if they go out there and they limp their way to a 21 to 20 win at Jerry world, then that, well, that's not good enough because that's not what the bills would do this week. That's mm-hmm. not what the chiefs would do. Mm-hmm. And those are the type of teams that the Bengals want to be in the mix with as an mm-hmm. AFC contender. And they didn't look like it last week. So you can say any of these things, Joe Burrow. I don't think he's going to throw four picks again in a game this season but I want him to go out there and uh, be the guy that we saw in the the final two drives of the fourth quarter and in overtime, making plays and doing Joe Burrow things Uh, offensive line wise. Can they pick up where they left off and, and keep Burrow upright because after a a shaky start, I thought they were better in the second half. So Mm -hmm. uh, those are the, the major things. And oddly enough, a lot of them are on the offensive side of the ball.
1: James really quickly. Um, One of the things that I noticed against Pittsburgh, just kind of watching the Bengals, is, man, this team runs the ball a lot on first down. And because they weren't running the ball particularly well, it set Mm -hmm. them up for a lot of second and longs and third and longs. If you want a recipe for the Cowboys to stay in this game, it's by doing that, right? So do you think that the Bengals are going to be a little bit more aggressive trying to jump out to a lead? Or do you anticipate them saying, you know what? We know Dallas doesn't have a lot of offense, Let's play our game, play kind of ball control. and We'll win that way.
0: Well, I, I think Pittsburgh, with what Pittsburgh was showing defensively, that they were trying to take away any type of deep balls. The Bengals would love to, to get off to a fast start and push the ball down the field. And specifically, Joe Burrow would love to. And he got a little aggressive early. And so, no, I think that would certainly be their plan is to, to find ways and we don't know yet if T Higgins is going to play turning in the right direction. We'll see. It's a concussion. It's hard to predict, but find ways to get number one, the ball because Jamar chase freakish, what he did and, and looking back on it, the number of snaps and everything like that and uh, essentially a five quarter game, he was great. And so I, I think that they're going to be even more creative with how they use him and that could lead to some big play. So no, I, I don't think they'll be conservative. I think they'll certainly try to push the ball down the field if You know, the Cowboys allow them to. And maybe Trevon Diggs uh, will jump on a, a double move or something. But we can get to that when we get to matchups.
2: Yeah, I think that there are some really interesting matchups that will probably dictate the way the Bengals are trying to play offense, especially after last week. I will say, and I've said this a few times, and I'm probably projecting a lot, and I've added that caveat every time I've said this. To me, Joe Burrow looked a little disinterested in checking the ball down. That's not the style of game he wants to play. (laughs) I I truly believe that, but I think he also learned a valuable lesson in week one about being too aggressive in some spots, but we'll talk about some of those key matchups. Micah Parsons, certainly who I have circled for the Dallas Cowboys and get into what will decide this game coming up next.
0: Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want wherever you want it. So if you're a Bengals fan going to Dallas, guess what? You can use Turo and get that Ferrari and maybe you can pick up Marcus, pick me up or something like that and and make sure we get to the game okay. So you can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the US, Canada for Jake and the UK. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from A to B or if you're looking for something a little more exotic. Like I said, that Ferrari is waiting for you right now. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Ditch boring rental cars and find your drive today at Turo.com.
2: Let's get into the biggest matchups in this game. We're going to start again with the Dallas Cowboys here because I think, Marcus, there's a bit more of an uphill drive for for the Cowboys, just on paper. I thought this last week with the Steelers as well. Mm -hmm. I think there's some similarities uh, in those matchups from looking at the offensive, defensive strengths. But when you're looking at this from the Cowboys' perspective and and you're looking for a matchup to win the game for the Cowboys, what are you looking at?
1: There's really only one path to victory for the Cowboys in this game, right? They've got to basically do what the Steelers did last week. They've got to win this game on their defense. They need to hold the Bengals to 17-ish points, and they need to create turnovers and sacks and give their offense a short field. So the guy that has to win this game for them is Micah Parsons, and he can do it. We've seen him do it before. He posted a ridiculous 60% win rate on his pass rush snaps last week. I'm not quite sure. Which Can side. you
2: explain what that looks like? Like I don't, I can't even fat like 60%. What happened? I mean,
1: basically anytime that he was lined up as a pass rusher, he won his rep and he would have had four or five sacks in this game. If Tom Brady just didn't get rid of the ball so quickly, um, it, it was shocking that he was still able to get two sacks Tampa Bay never converted a third or four or longer in the game. Every time they got to third and five or third and six, they were off the field because Parsons was so good. If the Cowboys can get Cincinnati into third and seven, third and eight, and they move Parsons around, getting him one-on-one with whoever, whether it's Jonah Williams or Lyle Collins, or maybe even Alex Kappa, right? That's where they can have success. But if Cincinnati's running the ball really well, they're staying out of third and longs and they're just converting on third and shorts. I have a hard time seeing how Dallas can stay competitive in this game.
2: Fun stat here. Tom Brady's time to throw in week one, 2.17 seconds according to PFF, which is fastest in the NFL and significantly faster than most season averages. When you're talking about how quickly
1: Brady was getting the ball out. Yeah. I, and that's the thing. If Burrow's going to hold onto the ball at all in this game, He's going to be in trouble because as good as I think Lyle Collins is and Cowboy fans know how much we love Lyle and how talented Jonah Williams is, if, if Burroughs holding the ball on past three seconds, great chance he's going to take a sack with how dominant Parsons is right now.
0: And I think the scary thing about Parsons is, and you hinted at it, Mark, they move him around.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and so this isn't just a, a TJ Watt situation where it's Collins and you send some help over there. You don't know what you're going to get on any given play and, and so I think that's going to be an interesting test for this mostly veteran laden offensive line that clearly had some communication issues against the Steelers
1: and I wouldn't be surprised at all if Dan Quinn looks at Volson the the, mm-hmm. the day three mm-hmm. rookie and says hey we're gonna we're gonna make some things hard on him we're gonna make a yep. one-on-one with Micah Parsons in space and cool. good luck Good luck. They'll do some weird things where they'll put the defensive tackles out wide and Mm -hmm. basically have Collins and Jonah Williams just occupy those guys. And now it's the three interior guys against DeMarcus Lawrence, Dante Fowler, and Micah Parsons. Dallas is going to do everything they can to try to win those matchups as quick as possible.
2: Yeah, and there's a blueprint there as well from the way the Steelers played the Bengals doing some weird things with their gap alignments on their defensive line. Not necessarily as extreme as flipping the edge guys with the interior guys, but just from alignment perspectives, trying to isolate Cam Hayward, specifically Cam Hayward on, on Cordell Volson. And it wouldn't surprise me at all to see teams go at the rookie until he shows that he can handle it a little bit more consistently than he did against the Steelers. He did have some plays that he straight up won against Cam Hayward, so I do want to shout him out for that. We talked about that on Lockdown Bengals this week mm-hmm. as well. Had a beautiful snatch trap to put him on his face, and there were a couple of run plays where he, I would say, won the reps. But, yeah, that, that makes sense. as something to target. Is something that Joe Burrow has talked about being, and, and Zach Taylor has talked about in terms of being aware of where Micah Parsons is on the field, splitting his reps at left outside, right outside linebacker, 20 apiece, and 20 off baller in stack alignments for for Parsons as well. So definitely will be something that the
1: Bengals will be aware of in game planning. Can can I just throw in one matchup really quickly that it's going to be worth monitoring in this game? I think everybody's going to say, look at Trey Hendrickson against Tyler Smith, the Cowboys rookie left tackle Mm -hmm. that obviously favors Hendrickson. Right. But the one that I'm the most nervous about honestly is the Cowboys left guard spot. Yep. They lost Connor McGovern in the Mm -hmm. first quarter. They played Matt Farniak. He's a seventh-round pick uh, from Nebraska. Gave up six pressures. It was not good. DJ Reader can yep. dominate this game. <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, you want to, for the Cowboy fans that haven't watched DJ Reader, this guy is an absolute freak, and he can destroy your running game. And I know a lot of Cowboy fans are going to want the, the team to try to establish the run. He's probably the reason why that's not going to work this week. So keep an eye on DJ Reader right in the middle of that defense just an awesome player he's so much fun to watch
0: he um there was a couple times he was double team last week and i talked to him about one of them today and he was like yeah i took a couple bad stat uh steps and he had the strength to bend back just throw the guy off
1: of him there was a goal line snap that he had that I've, I've never seen before where his body was twisted all the way to the ground yep. and he was still able to anchor and hold the point i mean he's just He's an awesome player. A series of
0: insane plays in this game.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I, and, and so that's huge matchup. Look at that, DJ Reader getting some love from from every uh, day. All, we all can the way do from it. Dallas. Yeah, no, he deserves it. He's so he's never yeah. been a Pro Bowler. You know, which is shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad that you mentioned him, Marcus. Uh, I'll give you one that everyone's going to mention between now and Sunday. And uh, Jamar Chase was asked about it today. Trevon Diggs, Jamar Chase. Is Diggs just going to follow Chase around, or, or is that not going to be the case?
1: No, I don't think that's going to be the case. Trevon Diggs usually stays on one side, and I think the Bengals will be smart to try to move him around a little bit. Anthony Brown, the other corner, did not play particularly well. He's He has nowhere near the size. It's not a great matchup, though, for Diggs on either guy. So it's gonna, I think it's going to be a tough day for him.
2: Diggs and Chase in college, but... Diggs way as i recall yeah. and and from yeah, what i recall terrible. uh sertain did not draw a lot of jamar chase in that game and and there was a looked like a concerted effort to get the chase Diggs matchup for lsu
0: yeah chase, chase was asked about yeah he was asked about Diggs today and he was like great athlete great size and i'm paraphrasing here so cowboy fans don't don't roast me uh but he was like but his technique isn't the best and he just kept it going
1: (laughs) i mean he's not wrong no No. he's not and that's what makes Diggs great though is the technique is not awesome he doesn't have great long speed but he just has such a good feel of where quarterbacks are going to throw the ball and when they're going to throw the ball so if burrow's late or burrow tries to throw it without looking or you know without really reading the defense that's where Diggs can make an impact
2: and that got Burrow in trouble a little bit, I would say, in week one. And like I mentioned, it's, it's something he'll need to be better at. That is certainly a matchup to watch. Is going to be Burrow and Diggs out there in terms of the mind game because Micah Fitzpatrick certainly, I would say, got the better of, of Burrow on that first play of the game. And Burrow, I think, I don't remember if it was Colin Coward during his press conference. Burrow's now doing Colin Coward once a week and was talking about how the the Micah Fitzpatrick type of player who isn't always where they're supposed to be on a play because mm-hmm. they have the instincts in the film study to, to create havoc. And essentially they're gambling, but they're doing it in such a way that generally it's to the benefit of their team. And you'll see that with Mink and you'll see that with Diggs, I think. And, and that'll right. be another fun one to watch.
1: And I would also say you might see that with Malik hooker, the, the mm. cowboy safety. He's got a little bit of that as well, where he's a little bit wild and where he's going to be because he just has a good feels as to where the quarterback is thinking about throwing the ball. Uh, but yeah, Jamar Chase, Travon Diggs. That's going to be a matchup to watch. Uh, let's do some game predictions, Jake and James. But before we do that, I'll tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your pro and college football med- betting needs and sports info this season. Find all of the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including the week two lines that are out right now. I think the Bengals are seven and a half, eight point favorites. Right now, big line. BetOnline is also your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, eSports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including NFL, NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts.
3: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Quick fun fact real quick. Malik Hooker, former Ohio State teammate of Joe Burrow and Von Uh, Bell.
1: There you go.
0: And and a bunch of them. So, yeah, that's...
2: Could be also, interesting
0: there, a little reunion of sorts.
2: Some revenge game storylines here, I think, on the Bengals side of things we haven't talked about. And, and uh, Collins, I, I, who we've certainly talked about, and Chidobe Abouzier, who has been one of the better corners in the NFL since departing Dallas. And there's another guy in this Bengals defense that doesn't get enough love.
1: Thank you for reminding us about how good Abouzier is because during his mm. four years at Dallas, he was so up and down. And then he leaves, and all of a sudden, he's a really, really solid cornerback. So thanks, Jake. I appreciate that. Yeah. He's oh, really good here for us, man.
0: Like he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he gives Jamar Chase fits in practice, like during camp. So Fantastic. that's how great.
1: Love to hear it.
0: <laughs> Three years twenty one million. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't believe they got him for such such a deal. Anyway. Who, who's the other corner opposite Diggs again? Would you say?
1: Uh it's Anthony Brown, who he is a good player. He just really struggled just in kidding. week one. But I was yeah, just kidding. it would it be nice to have Uzi A Byron Jones back, but hey, we've got a running back though, so don't, don't worry.
0: Oh man, you talking about Tony Pollard? I mean, oh no, you have him. I'm too. just,
1: jo- <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm joking. No. I'm joking. Ah, it's fine. It's Is
0: this the time where we get to predictions? Uh, sure. Let's just All give
2: right. the fan bases of the opposing listeners more reasons to come after the respective <laughs> I, hosts here, James, with some predictions. <laughs> what, what, do you, what did you have, like? What was the number of thousands of points you wanted? Or no, it was thousands of yards for Joe Burrow. That's what you wanted to see. Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, so I guess I should give my – I mean, my expectations are high for the Bengals this week. I want them to go out there and kind of redeem themselves mm-hmm. from last week. And the Cowboys are limping in, which is, you know, unfortunate for them. But the, the Bengals, to me, this is one of those – it's not a statement game because no one's going to say, oh, wow, they beat the Cowboys without Dak Prescott. But I just want them to have the look of a contender. And and so can you go to Jerry World and drop 30-plus? And can this defense not do what it did against another backup quarterback last year? And a lot of Bengals fans will remember this. Mike Flight White
1: just thrown
0: for 400 yards. Cowboys fans are like, who? And, no, uh, no. Cowboys fans don't Mike, the Bengals.
1: They know Mike White well because they drafted him back in 2017, 2018. And he did absolutely nothing for the the Cowboys, and then they cut him and picked up by the Jets.
0: And then he was the Bengals killer for one week last year, and it was just the probably one of the more shocking yep. results of the 2021 season. So, no, I, I think that the Bengals will win this game. It will probably be a little closer than I, I, I let on because it is NFL competition, and Micah Parsons is a freak, and I, I think that the Cowboys do have guys that are going to make some plays, including, according to Zach Taylor, who they're going to have under center. But I'll take the Bengals 27-17. They'll get to one-and-one. Joe Burrow won't turn the ball over, and they'll get out of Jerry World with
1: a win. Jake?
2: Well, I feel like the Bengals should win this game. I think back to Buffalo. Last year, there have been a lot of comparisons between the Bengals losing to the Steelers in Week 1 this year to Buffalo losing to the Steelers in Week 1 last year. Buffalo in Week 2 last year went to Miami and 135 to zero. And I'm not saying it'll be 35 to zero. I don't think that will be the case. But Tua tango Bailoa got knocked out of that game and Jacoby Brissett played most of it for the Dolphins. So certainly some similarities there. I do think that there may be a few more talented players on this Dallas roster. I am concerned about Micah Parsons. I am looking for Joe Burrow to bounce back and for this offense to bounce back. But I should have learned my lesson probably about underestimating quarterbacks like Cooper Rush. But I, I don't see him as a entirely different challenge than Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers' offense. And I didn't think that Mitch Trubisky and the Steelers' offense had much of a chance against the Bengals' defense. That generally played out, despite the final score being twenty-three to twenty. That wasn't because of anything Pittsburgh's offense; did. it looked entirely defunct. The strengths of the Dallas offense, I think, match up pretty well with the Bengals, and so I just see it being relatively hard for Dallas to get anything moving seven points is a seven and a half points is a big spread to cover on the road but i do see joe burrow and the bengals bouncing back and i think they should cover and uh should hopefully do so in in a bounce back fashion if they want to
1: prove that they are the contenders that we want to believe they will be if the cowboys want to score you know 16 18 20 points in offense they're gonna have to do it like pittsburgh did where it's defense yeah and then a lot of smoke and mirrors on offense right where i think pittsburgh had a like a double reverse pass back to mm-hmm. the, the, Zach Gentry. Chase Claypool had six carries in that game on almost all jet suites and reverses. Like, they're going to have to do things like that because if the Cowboys run their base standard offense, they can't sustain 75-yard yard drives in this game against the Bengals' defense. They just, they just can't, and neither could the Steelers, right? That's why the Steelers had to resort to that kind of junk, right? Uh, this is a game the Bengals should win by a lot. The Cowboys, five of their top 12 players in terms of cap hits are out this week. That includes Dak Prescott, uh, Tyron Smith, Michael Gallup, J Ron Kirsch, uh, Terrell Basham, Connor McGovern. I mean, this is a team that's decimated with injuries. I think they're going to play the Bengals competitive early, but I think there's a game script where if Cincinnati gets up 10, nothing, 14, nothing, this game is just over. So, I'm going to go 27 to 13, but this is a game that's like 10 to three going into, into halftime, something like that.
2: And we should probably talk about how they're going to get there. The biggest stories in this game, I think on both sides come back to quarterbacking with Dak Prescott being out, not as long as initially feared, but certainly for this week and Dallas trying to keep it season afloat while they wait for his return. And, I can already hear the excuses from the Bengals haters coming in, just like last year. Oh, they had the best injury luck in the NFL. They played all these teams when they were at their peak injured state, and, well, maybe that's the case this week, but they took care of business in those games. And on the other side for the Bengals, to me, Joe Burrow bouncing back with this offense is a big story, the offensive line continuing to gel. And we talked about some of those matchups as well that could go a long way in determining this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, it starts with Micah Parsons, right? And can the Bengals not let him wreck the game? And the the Cowboys are saying the same thing about the Jamar Chase's, the DJ Readers, the Trey Hendricksons. You know, so there are guys on both sides, but Micah Parsons is on a, another level compared to a Hendrickson or a Reader. I mean, he was just he was so good on Sunday night, like Marcus said, and I, I don't think anyone that watched Jonah Williams block Highsmith or not mm-hmm. block Highsmith, especially early in that one. would would be excited about that potential matchup. And I am kind of interested to see how uh, Dan Quinn is going to use him because Cordell Volson in space against Micah Parsons just sounds – That's very scary. I I was Mm -hmm. trying to think of an analogy. Marcus, you could do it. Who in space on the Cowboys' defense against Jamar Chase – like, what's the equivalent of that? Because yeah, be, it would be like, it would be like
1: Leighton Van Der covering Jamar Chase out of the slot. exactly who <laughs> I was thinking Yeah, yeah. It's, you don't want that. For, on on the Dallas side, <laughs> the key is play really good defense. Don't make mistakes in the special teams game. And you've got to force probably two or three turnovers and turn those into points. I think the longer this game goes with it being competitive, the more faith that the Cowboys believe you will have that they yeah. can pull it out the, if the bang, I think the Bengals have an opportunity to step on their throats early and then just have things kind of snowball. Don't let a team like Dallas at home that's desperate hang around because uh, yeah. otherwise you just never know what's going to happen in the fourth quarter in overtime. You know, Maybe your long snapper gets hurt and you can't kick field goals, or maybe you, you punt with 25 oh, wow. seconds left on the play clock, or maybe you yeah. give up a long play after somebody jumps offside. You never know what could happen.
2: These are all, of course – for those of you who aren't aware of things that did happen to the Bengals in, in week one.
1: Yes. I, uh, I agree. Which we're I agree. all still mad about, right? Let's just be clear. I think Lockdown Cowboys listeners know this by now, which we, we're at the end of the show. We can just say this. I hate the Steelers more than I probably even <laughs> like the Cowboys. So all three of us are still grieving about that game.
0: Yeah, and I agree. I think that the quick start element to this is huge. They got It was the exact opposite against Pittsburgh and it gave them hope and confidence and all of those things. And especially on the road, that's the last thing you want to do is because then that's when burrow, you know, if it's seven to six Diggs makes the right read and he gets that interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, Micah Parsons has that sack fumble that you don't want. That's untimely. And in the Cowboys cash in. So if you can get off to a quick start, it kind of gives the Bengals a little, little margin for error just mm-hmm. in case they do have that untimely turnover.
2: I have a question really quick before we get out of here. Marcus, is is Dan Quinn going to be disciplined enough to play two high shells most of the game and or, or try to convince Joe Burrow anyway that he's staying too high and playing middle field open the whole game?
1: Uh, he likes to mix things up. Uh, you're going to see a lot of cover one, a lot of cover three. He's somebody that's not going to just stay with cover two mm. and dare the, the Bengals to run the ball all that game sounds- long because I think that that's the case. They will because we saw Dallas against the, or excuse me, the 49ers in the playoff game and the Bucks last week. They can't stop the run when teams just fully commit to it. So I don't think that's something that the Cowboys are interested in. I think they would rather have Burrow try to throw the ball down the field, hold on to the ball a little bit, uh, than just get gashed in the run game.
2: Sounds like playing with fire to me. To be honest, like from a matchup perspective, this is something that the Steelers, I think, were more disciplined with. I think that behoove them it sounds it's a little bit of a gamble both ways but I guess when you're in the position Dallas is on offense maybe that just is the way that you have to play football all three of us I think believe the Bengals will win this game but like you said Marcus on the road for the Bengals that is a significant difference from this week from last week to this week for this team where they were able to rally at home in front of their home crowd But we'll see. We'll be back, of course, with game previews and all of the coverage you need for the Dallas Cowboys on Lockdown Cowboys with Marcus Mosher and on Lockdown Bengals with myself, Jake Lisko and James Rapine, as we have you covered here every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And we appreciate you listening to this Crossover Thursday preview.